0: Good morning,
1: Hamilton. This is Rob Golfe with REMAX, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show with Rick Zampert and Phil Golfe. Yes, good Saturday morning once again. It is another fantastic weekend in the city of Hamilton. And if you are selling your home, you got to call Canada's number one REMAX team at 905-575-7700. Online, robgolfe.com, the hottest listings in town. On that website, that's robgolfi.com. Find them all over social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Instagram, the handle at Rob and if you haven't done so already, download the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast so you never miss an episode. You can get it wherever you get your favorite podcasts. If you have a question or a topic idea for the golfy team, we got a couple that we're going to get to today. Send them an email. Questions at robgolfe.com is the email address. That's questions at robgolfe.com. We have a host of topics that we're going to get to today, including what in the world is a seller's market. We'll talk about average days on market. What does that mean, and do buyers? and sellers even care about that and we'll talk about some agents not really knowing a whole heck of a lot about rural property stay tuned for that as well but first we'll take a dive into the first couple of weeks of real estate statistics in hamilton burlington and niagara in november how does it look
0: it looks just
1: like it should look (laughs) (laughs) anyway so uh, i i did the
2: numbers for the first 15 days of, uh, three different markets. So, uh, in November of, uh, obviously we're in November. So the first 15 days of this month, um, there was, um, 323 homes that sold in that for, for Hamilton that then includes, you know, uh, water down and in, in the surrounding areas, Ancaster. So 323 homes. So last year, the no, sorry, sorry, excuse me, last month, in the first two weeks, the first 15 days, we sold 676. So we're 50% down from last month. Okay? So then I did, I did an, a numbers check on the first two weeks, the first 15 days of November of 2019, and we're at 359. So we're just slightly under last year's numbers, but I think we came into back into a normal market, a normal November market. I mean, obviously we have to check to see what the the month is going to finish up. at. But in the first two weeks, we're back into a a regular normal market that November would normally have. And I, and I thought this was going to happen in October. I I knew this was coming and I thought it was going to happen in October, but it happened in November. So we're back to a normal, uh, normal market. But, but Rick, I, I sent you the numbers also. You can see some of the numbers here um in uh like in in september and august like there were just crazy numbers that we were selling out there just unbelievable
1: record-breaking numbers especially when you look earlier on in the year of course with the lockdowns in april and may especially uh you know both those months under 300 under 200 in april 150 in fact um so to finally see the market back to a quote-unquote normal market uh, what's the buzz on the street? Is there a, a sigh of relief? Is there, uh, you know, some people thinking it's been a missed opportunity because their home is on the market and they they didn't cash in when it was white hot?
2: Um, you know what? No. Right now, I'll tell you, there's there's a low inventory of homes on the market right now. Uh, if you're a buyer looking for homes, um, there, there's less buyers in the market. So now's the time between now and and the new year is a great time to buy a house. You got, you got a little breathing room to buy uh, a property so that you're not in competition as much, but, but mind you, where, where there is a low inventory out there, but you still have a good chance of picking up a good property at a good price. Um, we're coming out with our newsletter. That's going to come out at the beginning of the uh, uh, December and in there, I'm going to tell you uh, I'm going to have an article and, and when is the best time to put your house, on the, Hamilton, I mean, on the Hamilton market uh, and to get the maximum amount of uh, price for your house. And that's going to come out, and I'll uh, put it on social media, and also I'll, put, I'll disclose it on the radios uh, to let everybody know to look for it in their, uh, in their mailbox that uh, we're sending out regarding the best time to list in the new year. But now if we go to uh, Burlington, so Burlington in the first two weeks, uh, the first 15 days of November of, the, of this year, 103 sales. Last year, 133. So we're, I mean, it, it's down about uh, probably about 30% uh, in, uh, in unit numbers, but it's going to, towards, towards a normal market, uh, more normal market. We had such a tremendous market. Uh, which is more, more than, than normal. Like it was just not, not a normal market. So it's, it's kind of balancing itself out now, obviously, you know uh, you know, we're hearing a lot of things uh, about COVID you know, they're starting to minimize amount of people in restaurants and, and all sorts of things. So we don't know what's going to happen going into this Christmas season and going into the new year. But I think that we've got the first year out of the way with this COVID. I think, we We are living in in a market in a market that's just going to be this is just our normal life now. Our normal life is you know uh you're at a restaurant there might be two other tables there in the whole restaurant, and that's it that's just the way it is in life hmm. but uh, but that's that's the norm now, so I think we're back to the norm when it comes to real estate and there and then and I believe that um, again in the new year there's certain times and dates that uh, is the best time to put your house on the market so so burlington is back to the normal market and uh and then in niagara this is all in niagara um they sold uh 323 homes uh in the first 15 days uh october in the first 15 days like it's down 50 percent. so that's pretty well mostly everywhere it's 50 percent or more down um but in november of 2019 uh, they sold 359 homes in the first 15 days. So, again, uh, it, it we're less than last year, um, but because we sold so much uh, in the last five months that it, it's just kind of leveling off. So, basically, uh, my uh, uh, opinion of the market is uh, we're back to way the way we were. And, and, and we're just living in a, a different time, but we're back to normal as in real estate uh, when it comes to real estate. Is um, it is
1: it's, it is it easier or more difficult to predict what is going to happen from here on in? Because as you mentioned, there are s- still some unknowns in terms of, you know, uh, ongoing COVID nineteen restrictions. Um, you know, are there going to be more illnesses? What does the vaccine look like? How, what impact is that going to have on the market? Is it easy or hard to predict what's going to happen? Because there's so many of these balls in the air.
2: I I, I think it I think it's easier to predict now.
1: Um, it, it was, it's like, it's like a constipated
2: person. <laughs> we, this, this is an finally, interesting analogy. <laughs> he, he's finally relieved and he's back to normal. Okay. And that's what this, and that's what we just went through. We just went through, uh, a, a market that it just was constipated at the beginning of the year in this, in, the, and then it just went crazy and now we're back to normal. And I think we'll be back to a normal market into the, into the new year. We're still, housing prices are still going to climb, you know, moderately. But we are, I, I truly feel that now I can actually, you know, work out the numbers where I think it's going to happen. And, and, I, and there's, a, there's a certain time window when to put your house up for sale. So you don't miss that spring market next year. And, and, I, and I will, in the newsletter, when I put that out, I will, we'll discuss it on the radio and also in the newsletter, uh, we're going to write a nice little, uh, note about that so that when people know that if they're planning on selling in the new year, there's a time to sell, uh, especially and that. And right now, I mean, like there's, you could sell now because the inventory is low, but, and also on the buyer side, I mean, it, it, again, the market is strong, but they're not going to deal as much competition. So, you know, the buyers out there are true buyers, and the sellers out there are true sellers. So you got two people that are serious and, uh, and they can work out a deal without having so much competition. Uh, so it's, uh, it's it, 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 it's a, it's a difficult, it's difficult. Like we, we couldn't predict any of this that happened this year, but I've got a feeling it'll be more of a normal I mean, market next year.
3: At the beginning of COVID, we had no idea where our real estate prices and, and where our real estate market was going to go. And, and, you know, we had that big CMHC prediction that, that, you know sales were going to fall by you know prices were going to fall by 17% and and it, there was a lot of fear in the market but but you know looking back at the numbers uh as of as of this year alone it, it showed absolutely no indication that our real estate market was affected by any covid or or any of the the current pandemic that we're in and i think going into you know what we want to call our spring market of next year i think we're going to do record numbers again um and and i think as we get into the later stages of the pandemic, you know, whether it's another lockdown or what have you, I think there's a lot of people out there that, that you know, would would like to live in a home that fits their lifestyle of a, of a work and play at home lifestyle, whether it's a pool or a home office or a home gym or, or a theater room or a games room. There's a lot of people still in the market looking for those things. And, and, and like we said before, and, and like we've talked about, there's still going to be that premium on on homes with pools and, and homes with that that extra office space, and and we continue to see GTA buyers flee and and come and, and buy in Hamilton, Niagara, Brantford, and and those types of areas, and, and and just looking for for that alternative lifestyle that that fits their current situation in terms of how they're living their life due to the pandemic. So I I I, I you know me I expect that to continue that trend to continue. Um, and, and I think that's going to be a direct result on, on, you know, how the spring market is, is going to, you know, turn up in, in 2021. It's going to be fast. It's going to be robust. We're going to have multiple offers. We're going to have, you know, record breaking prices and neighborhood prices. And, and, uh, and, and it's going to be another great year for, for homeowners in real estate.
1: The return to normalcy, we only got about a minute here, so I'll do a little tee up and and we'll tackle this in our next segment, is the return to normalcy due to fewer buyers or fewer listings? We'll tackle that when we come back. After the break, we're also going to get into a host of other pro, uh, other uh, topics. Uh, what is a seller's market? How do buyers uh, view average days on market? We'll talk about GTA agents not really knowing a whole heck of a lot about rural properties. I'm sure Rob has a story or two. We also have some listener emails as well, including one from uh, Rob in uh, Stony Creek, who has a bungalow and has an interesting... Question slash conundrum, I guess, that we'll get to after the break as well. Don't forget, if you're buying or selling a home, call Canada's number one REMAX team at 905 575 7700, online at robgolfi.com. That's Rob G O L F I.com, and start packing. More of The Hamilton Real Estate Show next on 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin With us today is Rob Golfe and Philip Golfe, sales representatives with REMAX's Scartman Realty, the Golfie team. RobGolfe.com is the website to go to if you want to check out the hottest listings in Hamilton, Burlington, Niagara. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call Canada's number one REMAX team today at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. Instagram, Twitter, facebook the handle you want to check out is at rob golfy some great photos videos tips uh subscribe to the hamilton real estate show podcast while you're online as well wherever you get your favorite podcast, past episodes online at rob and 900 chml.com if you have a question for the golfy team send them an email and we'll address it on a future program questions at rob again that's questions at rob we have a question from rob in stony creek that we'll get to in a matter of minutes we um before the break, we're talking about a return to normality or normalcy. And uh, looking at the first two weeks of statistics in the real estate market in Hamilton, Burlington, and Niagara, uh, the, the numbers really indicate that. So is this return to normalcy due to fewer buyers in the market or fewer listings in the market or, or both?
2: I think it's a combination. Um, th- this We're going back to normalcy because these are the people – and, and, and I, I still believe there's a, a certain percentage of the market that we're planning on moving this year that held that off because of COVID. But there was a, a, a large part of the population uh, that uh, went ahead and still went ahead with their life and, and either upgraded, downgraded, moved out of the city, into the city. Um, so we're, we're back to normalcy to a certain degree. But I think next year, the people that held back, Uh, this year, they're going to do it next year. They are going to do it. So there's a, there's a certain population that just doesn't want to get out into the public. doesn't want uh, people going into their house, but now, um, especially with the vaccine coming out, people are going to be a little bit more confident in, in doing things. And that vaccine, I I think my understanding is I heard on the news, it's going to come out probably early like January, sometime in January. I am my understanding. So um, we'll, if it, the it, if the market is doing the same as it did last year in, in the first quarter, and and if we're up a little bit, then then we're back to normalcy. Now, if we have a jump greater than the normalcy, then that that is going to go on for probably three months. And and if and if it is going on, that's when you have to get on the on the bandwagon. If it's if it's going to be another boom in in the in the first quarter next year, you got to get in the, on that wagon fast because it will stop fast in the, in the spring. So, uh, and that's my prediction. So if it's going to go and if it's going to go fast and it's going to go, you know, jump leaps and bounds, you better get on that on that train fast because it's going to stop fast in the new, in the new year. So, and I'll know when that's happening. And I'll discuss it on the, on the radio here when it, when it does happen and, uh, and then everybody will be able to say, Hey, listen, we better make this move now. We can get top dollar and let's, let's get on and, and go for it.
1: Does the usual quote unquote fall slowdown, I guess in comparison to the spring, usually happen in September, October, or does it happen towards uh, the 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 earlier mid part of November? I, I think
2: in November. I think it, the slowdown
1: is, yeah. is right now. This
2: year, this year was a little bit different. Like like.
3: You know, I, I uh, sometimes the market will trend with the weather, just because the, the the you know when when it's freezing cold and snow covered, it's really hard to to identify and and go th- go see properties and and people that that need to or people that are, are are making the move and they need to buy something, they'll be the ones that are. That are you know they're, they're, they're going to see these properties walking through the snow and, and going out on those cold days but a lot of the time you know as you get into the winter months we, we have the holiday and Christmas season and, and, and then you know things like that. So the market will will, will tail off and, and slow down and, and the inventory will, will, will start to dwindle and, and lower. Um, and, and there's just not as many buyers and sellers at this time. But but usually in, in these months, as you get into you know the colder, darker days and and holiday season, if somebody's looking at your house, there there's some, there's somebody that that needs to buy something. There's somebody that that you know has a, has a certain timeline on something where where they need to get in. So there's definitely still buyers in that market. There's definitely still sellers, but not as as you know as many as as you would see in a in a spring market. But but definitely in comparison to uh, to, to October, October was a crazy month. It was you know, October is basically what we would would have called our our spring market. That's when some of the regulations became relaxed, and there's a lot more people, you know, comfortable going out and and seeing certain homes and properties under the under the COVID protocols, but but still, you know, following those those rules that are set in place. And 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 that was a crazy crazy month for us in real estate. But we, we we're starting to see it tail off, and, and and we'll continue to see it tail off into you know end of November, late December. And then we'll, we'll pick right back up, you know, probably mid mid to end of the January, and then and then right into February, and that's we'll 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 see our busy market hit us hit us again.
1: Uh, let's get to uh, one of our first two questions from uh, listeners, and thank you for uh, submitting your questions. And you can do so to questions at robgolfe Again, questions at robgolfe dot com. This question: I recently read an article that said we're in a seller's market. What does that mean? Uh, and uh, well, maybe we'll just tackle that uh, there. Yeah, so a seller's
2: market, it, I'm going to read what we've got here. It's a, a seller's market happens when a property inventory, meaning number of homes for sale, represents a shortage of homes available for purchase relative to the number of buyers looking to make a purchase. This can be beneficial for the sellers by creating more competition amongst buyers and has the potential to drive prices up due to increased demand and has in some instances, attract multiple offers for their uh, consideration. Yeah, so so I, I I would piggyback
3: on top of that we've we've been a, in, a, in a seller's market for for a really long time and, and I know there's some people out there who you know well we're you know my property's been on the market for 50 60 70 days and and, and we're not in the seller's market but what uh, what what um, you know what's going on right now is is it's, it's so so price sensitive um, and and you know pricing every time it, when it comes down to 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 property, Getting the price right is, is the difference between achieving, you know, uh, a, a record sale price and, and pricing in that sweet spot, and and, and and not overpricing, which could be very detrimental to you and and your uh, your your selling process. And we have numerous numerous stories of, of frustrated, emotional buyers trying to purchase a house in a seller's market. But but when you're a seller, it's it, you know celebrate it, um, welcome it, and and. And be grateful for that seller's market, but but there's a lot of buyers out out there right now, and it's it's emotionally exhausting, you know, touring around looking at properties, and and all of a sudden you think you found the one, and, and you put together an offer, and and it's firm or no conditions, and all of a sudden you get you get outbid by fifty or sixty thousand, and it's just it's hard to be a buyer in this market, and uh, and, and 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 working with buyers, we, we see the emotional pain and suffering as you as you try and, and achieve. Uh, you know, home ownership. And it's hard for first time home buyers, especially first time home buyers. It's hard to compete with the GTA buyers or, or, or the buyers who are selling a property and have all this equity. Um, and, and for a first time home buyer, it's extremely difficult to get into the market in a seller's market. So that's what we're in right now. And that's what we're dealing with. So correct so me. The if I, I,
1: yeah, go ahead, Rob. Go ahead.
2: Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, Rick. The, uh, the buyer's market um again i've got it's created when the uh, again what uh, phil was saying when there's more homes available for purchase for purchase than there is demand for buyers interested in buying them buyers in the buyer's market may benefit from uh, more choices price reductions and greater opportunity so right now if you really wanted to take advantage of the market now i'm not recommending to do this but it's, it's but somebody could take advantage of it you buy a house now close in five months six months and then you put your house up for sale in the new year, you might benefit by getting a house a little cheaper now to buy the move into, and then but selling at a little higher price uh, as you sell. Um, so there's, you know what, I mean, you can be creative. are trying to play the market, right? Yeah, like that it is. That, but, you're playing the market doing that, for sure. There's no doubt about that. But, I mean, for, if you go based on the last uh, 10 years of the market, it seems like it's still going that way.
1: So you're basically... It's almost a double-edged sword. You're you're selling your home to buy another, but you might find yourself uh, going from one market to another. You might f- buy, uh, going from a buyer's market to a seller's market, or vice versa. It, absolutely. In 2017,
2: we found a lot of people um, ended up buying in a in a high market, and and within within like like six weeks, the market changed. And they end up selling when the markets uh, switched back to um, more of a buyer's market on, on when they were selling their house. And they actually lost money. So they, they bought high and sold low. And so they basically uh, – and some people lost a lot of money uh, in, in 2017 doing that because um, markets change fast. And like I said, uh, in the new year, um, you've got to be careful. When the market's going, you've got to be at the beginning of that market and then, and then you're safe. But if you, if you wait till everybody, you see what everybody else is doing, um, you, and, and if you're on the tail end, especially if you're buying or, uh, especially if you're buying, uh, you know, or selling and you want to sell in a high market. There's no doubt about that, but you, you got to be, you just got to go with the market and, and, and dealing because we deal with so many houses and, and so many uh, in volume, we know the market week by week. We just, and, and that's the, you know, the good thing about our team that we can tell the markets change week by week.
1: If you're driving around uh, the city uh, contemplating whether or not to put your home up for sale, there's one team to turn to, and that's the Golfie team. Find them online, robgolfie.com, and call Canada's number one REMAX team at 905-575-7700. Uh, here is a question from Rob in Stony Creek. He writes in a dilemma would need some personal and expert advice. Currently own my own home, a bungalow in Stony Creek, looking to build a home, another bungalow and a parcel of land next to my parents who have their own home. Listen to the show every Saturday. Love it. Great, helpful tips and advice, which I need some currently. I'd like to keep my current home as a rental property as opposed to selling it, although it's a great time to sell. I would require a mortgage on a new home and still have a small amount left on the current home. Or I could sell my current home and be mortgage free on the new home, thinking of my three kin's future and have the opportunity to be able to hang on to the current home to one day hand it over to them. And I'm not sure how they will ever be able to afford buying a home the way things are going. I've never been a landlord before, heard the horror stories that are possible. If I go this route, who should I touch base with? Lawyers, rental management teams. Thank you, Rob. (laughs) Well, step great one, question. call the
3: golfy team. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, that's a great question, and that's you know the dilemma a lot of people are facing with. You know, it's, it's hey, I want to, I want to move to a, a different style of house, but you know, I like the current one that I have, and, and I understand the you know the opportunity in owning real estate and the appreciation value it has, and 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 you know be able to set it up as an investment, whether it's for your kids or or just for the future. So, I, I, I guess the question you have to ask yourself is. Are, are you financially fit to want carry both properties? In this kid, in this guy's answer, it's, it's yes, for sure. He's, he's, you know, basically mortgage free on, on both properties. It's not like he needs to move money around to be able to afford another property. The next question is, do you want to be a landlord? And, and you know, a lot of people's answers is, is no, there's a lot of people who get into buying and selling and owning real estate that, that, you know, three, four five years in and just say, you know, it's not for me. I, I don't want to be, running around, taking care of these properties, looking after tenants and, and dealing with those types of issues. So if you, if you don't want to be, well, you know, there's property management companies that you can get involved in and, and help you out with it. But in looking at, in looking at the real estate trends and, and looking at, you know, even, even if you break it down in our past 10 years, and we've talked about it on the show, every, every 10 years, real estate has doubled. If you continue to buy, hold and hang on to your real estate and in, in this particular case, you know, it would be a good idea to to hold on to it and and rent it out. Um, and and I think you know, you're it, it turns into an asset, it turns into an investment, and and you continue to, continue to build
2: build upon that. Yeah. So, let, for instance, if you, uh, you know, keep that property and build next door, and let's say let's say each property is worth five hundred thousand. So you hear us on the radio and in the news and everywhere else that you hear, oh. Real estate values are up seven percent from last year, ten percent from last year. So if it's a million dollars and if it's gone up seven seven uh, percent, you just you just made seventy thousand dollars in your net worth, and and because you held on to two properties, the following year the same thing. So it, just imagine if you you know own more properties, how much your value your value will be. So I, again, like like Phil was saying, if you know, it's better to have. Uh, somebody help you with uh, getting the tenants because tenants uh, the best the best better tenants come through uh, when you uh, when you find them through a realtor and I'm not just saying that because I'm a realtor but it is true because we do thorough checks with uh, tenants to find out to make sure they're the right one um, we do everything we can in our power to, to you know get you the right tenant when uh, when when one has come for you but uh, and then and hopefully they stay a long time I mean if you make the rents at a decent rate. They'll stay longer, but if you push the rents too high, they're going to be looking for another place in a year. So you're better off, you know, reducing your
1: rent just a little bit, and you'll have a long-term tenant there, and and you'll probably have a good tenant. You can listen to the Hamilton Real Estate Show online through Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, many more. Just search for the Golfy Real Estate Show in your favorite podcast platform and hit the follow button so you never miss an episode. Still to come, how do buyers view average days on market and some agents just don't know anything about rural properties? We'll get to that and a whole lot more still to come here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Welcome back to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML, Rick Samprin with Rob Golfi and Philip Golfi, sales representatives with REMAX's Escarpment Realty, the golfy team. Follow them on Twitter and Instagram. The handle is at Rob Golfi. Check them out and like them on Facebook. Subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And if you're looking to sell your home, you got to call Canada's number one REMAX team at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. Online, at robgolfi.com that's Rob G-O-L-F-I Dot com just answered a couple of really good questions in our previous segment if you have one send the golfy team an email questions at com is the email address again that's questions at com. still to come we'll talk about some agents who don't know about rural properties but let's talk about average days on market we've discussed this a couple of times here and there especially when we're looking at real estate sales statistics from the Realtors association of Hamilton Burlington wherever we're talking about stats average days on market. Do buyers want to know this statistic?
2: They do. Um the buyers are not stupid either because uh, buyers are looking online on realtor.ca. So all of a sudden they see a new listing show up and they and, and, and they're looking and they're looking and they're looking every day and they could be looking for you know a month, two months, sometimes they're looking for five months. And then all of a sudden they see the house come off the market and then they see the house come back on the market as a new listing. They know and uh, and, and, they, and and I know buyers, they get frustrated. They say, why did they put this as a new listing? This listing has been here for already, you know, 60 days or, or whatever. And agents, and, and the funny thing is the agents will cancel the listing and relist it. And, and what happens is when they do that, it goes back into their client's email search. So they set their client up on an email search. Say, if any houses has come up in this price point, please email it to me. So, when that agent set up his client on that search, it automatically will email them a new listing, even though this listing was uh, old from previous previous time. It'll resend it. So it's a tactic for the agent that's got the listing, but it's also um, a, a, a tactic like sometimes agents don't look at the history of property. Mm-hmm. So so when that agent when their client goes to them and says, "Hey, how long has this house been listed? It's only been listed for 24 hours. We better jump on it, even though that the house was listed before." That agent probably doesn't look at the history, so he's basically gave, giving wrong information to his buyer. And uh, so, if the buyer's not watching on Realtor.ca and the agent's not looking at the history, you know that's how that's how that's what happens. So,
3: I I, I just think
2: you know we're we're in the
3: information age, information era. Eh? People love information. Anything that can help them make a better informed decision, you know they're they're going to ask for it. And, and sometimes. You know, buyers don't even know the the amount or the type or, or what you know, what information that we have available to them. But I think more is better. You know, you want to give them the, the, the most information to make the best informed decision as they go ahead with their purchase. And this is everything from up and coming developments to, you know, you know, as we, as Toronto buyers come into Hamilton, we talked about, about the LRT and, and, and what's going on and, you know, the, the political warfare with that. And, and and anytime we're able to make it, uh, give, provide information on a buyer that may affect their property, you know, in the current present day or, or, or the future day, um you know we 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 want to provide it and that goes from you know conditional days on market or or whether you know a past deal fell apart or or and why that deal fell apart so it all, it all comes together. Anytime we have that type of information available to us, we, we 100% want to provide it to, to our buyer or, or our seller as we go through the, you know, the purchasing or buying process.
1: There's uh, obviously a few reasons why a home can linger on the market, but that number one reason always comes down to dollars and cents, right?
2: Absolutely. It's always price. It's always price and condition. And location, <laughs> <laughs> all three put together, and, and a few other that, things.
3: And that's one of the hard, you know. As we get into this this market, and and we always talk about the market and what's the market like, and 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 especially when you you know when you're pricing a townhouse or a condo, it's, it's there's a lot of um, comparables. It's you know the one down the street sold for this, and I could you know I I have a better bathroom, you know floors, whatever updates. So I I think I'm I'm worth this, but as you get into the higher-end market and, and, and the older homes and, and, and where they're less comparable, it takes a, a really analytical approach to be able to, to properly price these homes to ensure that when you do hit the market, you're not, you're not hurting yourself by, by overpricing it and you're not hurting yourself by underpricing it. So, So, you know, one of the hardest parts of our job is determining accurate prices in today's marketplace. And 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 we come in on here and, and talk about how quickly and how fast the market changes. It's from week to week. We talk about, you know, whether the appointments are up. We have access to our appointment center to see whether the appointments are up or down or or, you know, whether the you know the sales of, of that specific week or, or, or you know things of that nature that we continue to to, to track and, and, and continue to watch the trends daily just to ensure that when we go into these homes we're able to, to, to find accurate prices and, and price them competitively to ensure that we're putting our sellers in the best position
1: to sell on, on, on a daily basis. Stay tuned. When we come back, we'll talk about uh, some agents not knowing a whole heck of a lot about rural properties. That's coming up next here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML.
0: You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML.
1: And last go around here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samperin, Rob Golfie, Philip Golfy, those two fine gentlemen. Sales representatives with REMAX, Escarpment Realty, the Golfy team. Check them out online at robgolfie.com. Call them at 905-575-7700. All over social media, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, find them at Rob Golfie. And subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Have a topic idea or a question for the Golfie team? Send them an email, Questions at robgolfie.com. Some agents don't know about rural properties. I'm sure there is a story or two uh, behind this topic. What's going on?
2: A lot of uh, realtors uh, from the big city um, come in and they bring their clients and their clients are looking for, uh, you know, properties uh, with larger larger properties than that, what they're living in. And they're submitting offers and they don't realize uh, these homes have septic systems. Now, septic systems is because there's no sewers on the street and uh, and they're going in with no inspections or, or if there is an inspection without the inspection of a septic system and because you have to have a special uh, home inspector that knows how to deal with septic systems and same thing with water uh, you want to make sure the water is pure and everything like if the well is good or not and or the cistern is in good shape the cistern is what holds the water so may, there might not be uh municipal water on that street so a lot of city agents coming from Toronto, they're coming in, and they have no clue, and they're representing their, their, their buyers, which c- could be disastrous for, for their buyers moving into this house. I mean, I mean, it, on the seller's part, they're like, hey, this is great. They're not even looking at our septic system, which has been its 75 years old, which has probably collapsed. And, uh, and when the new buyers move in, they've got problems because uh, they don't know anything about rural properties. So a good question, if, if you're a, a consumer looking at buying a rural property and haven't lived in a rural property, make sure that your realtor knows about rural properties. Um, like, I mean, if, if they don't know about that, they can have some, you can have some major problems. Again, this is a big purchase that you guys are making. You better make sure you've got the right people representing you to make sure that you're not going to be buying something that's going to be a money pit for you when you move in.
3: And, and I wanted to to highlight one thing as, as we talk about, you know, the septic and, and, and things like that, there are so many people that don't know that the septic size is directly affiliated with the size of the property and how many bathrooms you can exactly. have. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. so, you know, I was working with this buyer and, and, and they had all these plans. They wanted to buy this property and, and add an addition and, and add bathrooms in a bedroom. And I said, okay, no problem. But, You know, we got to look into the septic size because if you're going to do this, you're not going to be able to get to the permits unless you upgrade your septic system. And they looked at me and they said, well, why would I need to do that? I don't you know, I'm just I'm just adding a bathroom and and an addition. Well, to do we later found out prior to actually entering an agreement of purchase and sale that if they were to do this addition and add this bathroom, they would, in fact, need to upgrade their septic system. So instead of this being a $50,000 addition or or a $70,000 addition, now it turns into a $150,000 addition because they needed to upgrade the septic system. That's one little detail within an agreement or within an offer that you need to think about in buying a rural property. If you had future plans with it, all of a sudden they would have bought this property. They would have gone to do their permits and building plans and, and have the drawings and everything set out. And then all of a sudden they would hit a little roadblock at the city and they would say, well, you know, we agreed to do your plans and, and no problem there, but you're, you're going to have to get a new septic system.
2: And septic systems, they can cost up to $40,000, Rick. And, and, the, and the, the more expensive they are, the better they are because uh, of the technology. But not only that, they're more buried. And sometimes if you drive by a rural property, you see a big hump on the front lawn and it's like a mound. Well those are those are the probably the $25,000 septic systems. So um so that's the difference there's a lot of differences there so there's the more expensive they're buried you don't know, it's like it's like walk it's like your backyard you can have a soccer field on it. But you got to be very careful. Definitely, very careful when uh, when you're buying a rural property. Make sure you know somebody knows what they're talking about.
1: We only got a minute here. W- would would the septic system uh, not be disclosed in that disclosure agreement? I.e., in terms of you know how many years it's there or or where it's located. Septic- yeah,
2: one hundred percent. Those septic, yeah yeah the septic system is on the listing, but but realtors don't really look at. Uh, they think every house has a sewer, right? And they're not paying it. They're not paying attention to it. It's like driving by, uh, you know, it's like driving to, to your house every single day. The, uh, they say the police always, uh, you have a chance of getting a ticket when you, within a kilometer from your house because you don't really pay attention within a kilometer from your house because you're so used to driving that route. And so you, miss, you can miss things. So, you, you know, you may drive through the stop sign every day or, or something like that. So the septics, it's like realtors, they're not paying attention to the details. Like rural properties A lot of them have septic systems, and and they have water tanks, like we're calling cisterns. And uh, so you got to be very careful. Some of them don't even have gas. You have to have propane. And so there's a lot of things involved with it. So you got to be very, very careful when you're buying a real property.
1: I like your analogy of, uh, you know, driving home and, and, you know, going through a stop sign. Not that I've ever done that, but there's many times I get home thinking, how did I get here? Uh, On that note, uh, we are back next Saturday at 9. Thanks, uh, gentlemen, for joining us uh, on this Hamilton Real Estate Show. And uh, as I mentioned, yes, back next Saturday at 9, right here on 900 CHML.
0: The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified...